0: From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower,
1: presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, Matt. Happy New Year, Derek. You know, a great way to start the new year
0: is with a new house. That's right, Derek. If you're in the market for a new house in 2021, want to start the process of either buying or selling your home, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group has signed on to be our presenting sponsor, and we really appreciate Brian and Terry investing in this again in 2021 to get started. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, the number one residential real estate team in DeSoto County for well over a decade. Brian and Terry's team possesses over 63 years of combined real estate experience and over 25,000 closings just since 2009. So, Derek, that's a lot of closings in the last decade. a lot of closings. They have absolutely been a a factor in the residential real estate market for DeSoto County for the last decade. Give Brian and Terry a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700 or find them at teamcouch.com. Again, we thank them for being our presenting sponsor to start 2021. Podcast listeners, you may have noticed from the, uh, we have a new opening. The podcast is recorded each and every Tuesday and Friday morning. Now from the How to Barbecue Right Studios, located right here in Hernando. The How to Barbecue Right shop, located just 500 yards down Memphis Street, past Connection Gymnastics. That's 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. They've got rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, and some really cool high-end smokers. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by and check out his new store. Again, right past Connection Gym on Memphis Street, just a little bit past the propane place on your left, and you'll see it right there on the left. How to Barbecue Right. We're very appreciative of them being our 2021 studio sponsor. Uh, We look forward to partnering with them with a number of different things. Maybe even do some live stuff for Derek and maybe eat a little barbecue together. Might be something to uh, we can do a little bit of a remote or something like yep. that. So we are very thankful to Malcolm and his team over at How to Barbecue Right for believing in us and becoming our studio sponsor for 2021. So again, thank you to Team Couch of Birch Realty Group for being our presenting sponsor and How to Barbecue Right uh, for being our studio sponsor.
1: Oh yeah, thank you to those those sponsors, especially our new one that we picked up. Matt, how
0: was your Christmas? It was good, Derek. A little bit of time here. Uh, went to New Albany, see family. Uh, then went to Louisiana, uh, spent about three days uh, with my family down there, and had a really nice time, and 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 good to, uh, you know, get away from work and and those type things. I know you took a little bit of time off, and uh, you were able to go down to Natchez and see your family down there.
1: I did uh, that day after Christmas. Went down 26, came back the 28th. So first time I had been to Natchez. Well, I went one other one other time to get some furniture on a quick overnight trip, but really the first time in 12 months. And so just good to see everybody. And definitely the first time I've seen my sister in 12 months and my brother and my mom in about nine months. So, uh, yeah, just kind of good to reconnect.
0: What about the Netflix um, Christmas lights we talked about two months ago? Oh,
1: man, it was beautiful. Uh, We didn't do the the shot. I did see there were some other people. Actually, a couple from Hernando, lived in Hernando, went down there, Blake McKay's family. They went down there, and they came over, and they took some pictures under the lights. I saw those pictures. Uh, It was beautiful. It, It was really about half of Main Street, uh, actually about two blocks of main street that was done from pearl down to canal and just really really you know beautiful and did of course have the netflix name i guess that sign you could probably not put up next year but um just just a great sight and uh just good to see the the town and and kind of did did a couple of things that we usually always do and just it's it's been a long time been a long year and, and good to get back
0: i'm assuming netflix paid for everything created a, a scenery type thing but then again the city owns they'll own all the lights and they can do what they want to do
1: yeah next year I, yeah I mean, if they want to keep honoring Netflix because of the gift, I guess they could put it back up, but they I don't think they're under any obligation to put them back up.
0: Gotcha. They can cancel their uh, subscription Cancel per se. Podcast listeners, this is our first show back for 2021. I hope everybody had a safe New Year's and is ready to turn the page on 2020. Derek, we had talked about on our little board here that we look at, 2020 wrap-up. I guess for us, uh, the the biggest thing podcast-related was starting the darn thing. Mm-hmm. Was big back in August. Yeah, back in August. It's hard to believe we're pushing 40 shows now. Um, but we've done a lot of stuff. I, I don't know about you, but I had several texts uh, today and over the holidays, people saying, hey, when's, when does the show come back on? Had one reach out to me today, uh, one of our sponsors, and was like, hey, you know, I, I need something to listen to. Uh, when, <laughs> when when do you all start uh, recording again? Uh, I'm sorry, yesterday reached out to me uh, asking that question. So definitely good to get back. I had no idea people were uh, were
1: that eager for us to get back and get started. Oh, I enjoyed doing it. I kind of actually felt a little – you know, I got a little complacent last week, and I was like, well, I'm supposed to be doing something. Oh, yeah, usually I usually have a podcast to be preparing for right now. So. Yeah,
0: well, you actually hit me up and said, hey, do you want to record something tonight? And I was like, no. I, don't. I did, I did. I know I, you are like,
1: <laughs> I got it some kind I, I of I kind of wanted to do a quick New Year's thing, just throw it out there, but um, we're here now, so I'm happy.
0: Right, so 21, uh, let's talk about this a little bit. I was thinking about it yesterday. How does someone, talk about the New Year's resolutions and that type of stuff, whatever, how does somebody who – their resolution for the new year does not need to consist of anything health related because anybody who listens to this show knows Derek's in good shape. I guess what I'm saying is, is do you have any resolutions for 21 that uh, that are
1: important to you? The term resolution, I I like to say more goals. Right. I think resolutions people think, okay, I'm going to lose weight. Well, that's 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 a really general way to say something. If you know, if you have specific goals, I want to lose 15 pounds, or I want to, you know, uh, read this many books per month. You know, those sort of thing. I think that you've had an actual number and more of a goal for yourself. I like that better. I do have some goals. I have. I do like to read, um, and I've, I've put down that I want to finish a book a month. So I'm looking to do 12 books this year. Uh, I'm looking to get um, a little more kind of slacked off the last couple of months, and I actually wrote my Sunday school this morning. Got out of the word a little bit over the holidays and just got kind of busy and hectic and traveling, and so just to make sure that I'm, I'm getting that, that daily time first thing in the morning. So I, I started that on the first and have four days, five days in, so doing good there. Killing it. Just killing it. If you want to know specifically on exercising, I'm um, getting back into 5Ks. And so they're actually doing in-person racing, starting. And so I'll be looking at specific races, targeting them, and then setting times for myself and that sort of thing. But not, not not, a really, I want to lose weight or I want to gain this. It's more looking toward getting back to doing races in person and then having goals for those races. Gotcha.
0: And Derek and I used to work out together a pretty good bit. How many times have you quit being a runner? Because this will be uh... – equipment well, I don't know. No, you've always run, but there's been times where you like, you know what, you were, you would say, you know what, I'm I'm gonna stop you know push myself that way because oh yeah knees and stuff like that uh
1: probably this this is probably my third my third iteration (laughs) yeah exactly i know i say that (laughs) yeah there's a
0: lot of times where he and i are staring at each other on the show here but i'm laughing because i've i've heard all this before from a just like i might say i'm gonna lose weight derek says well i'm kind of done running
1: and well i think more is just you know as you get older it's limited yourself i mean now some people can still run marathons at 50 and 60. my body's not made that way um it's the shorter races uh, and just doing more, but really more stretching. People can say, "Well, this is weird." But yoga, uh, just really not attending classes, but just doing it on my own. Finding t- five to ten exercises, doing them about every other day. I've been doing that over the last month or two. Really helped me out. Um, and so that's just, you know, I'd rather be, I guess, lean, and then and try to do any kind of weight gain or right. any kind of I want to bench this much. I mean, I'm I'm past that point in my life.
0: Yeah, and I'm not going to sit here and and talk about you know weight goals or any kind of stuff like that for 2021. So two of my like goals are a good thing. Something you want to do in the new year and see if you can be a part of it the whole year, that mm-hmm. type stuff. So 21 for me, the two of them. And on the book thing, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll work with you. I actually have a book now, How to Be an Optimist, which mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm going to give that to you. I might <laughs> order another one, and you and I could do it together. We could do a book club together, How to Be an Optimist. Uh, because <laughs> podcast listeners, a lot of you guys know, Derek's uh, text me about the you know third or fourth play of every Saints football game saying we're going to lose the game. So we may work through that book together. 2021, I want to – two things. I'd like to begin to – not raise my children a certain way. I would like to begin to start – Showing my kids things that they need to know, gassing up cars, mm-hmm. uh, those type things, how to change tires, uh, those those type things. You know, things around the car, around the house, that type stuff. Maybe even some stuff financially, how this gets paid, that gets paid, all that kind of stuff. And Hannah Grace has a checking account now, which is uh, you know she's pretty good at. But she actually can't see her checking account. I can, so I I know a lot more about that. And then the other one is, um, if something's not important to me, you know, if if, if it's not bringing me joy, it's just got to go away.
1: Oh, uh, that was. That was one of my big ones last year. Yeah. You know, I told you (laughs) that there are things that, and I still, I mean, that, you know, that, that I have enjoyed that no longer bring me joy. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't have the time to invest in it. I don't care anymore. You know, I think that's does that's, that's a that's a great one because just you get, you get there's some you only have so many hours a day and you got to figure out what your priorities are and cut the rest. See, I won't even say that it's priorities. Yes, I agree with
0: that. But you know, like you, maybe you can't walk away from your job per se, or you know, you can't walk away from your in laws or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm just saying, my daughter argued with me last night a little bit about that. Well, Dad, you can't just walk away from something. And it's like, well, sort of you can. You know, like your job's one thing and your family's one thing, but there's other things that you can just kind of I won't even say walk away from, but try harder in 2021 to maybe have a different mindset about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A different mindset about uh, those type things. Uh, you know, like I was mentioning car rentals and van rentals and stuff like that. Somebody calls me from Grenada and their car's broken down and it's one of my cars. I've got to react to that and that that affects my day for, the, for a little while. But there's other things that in the grand scheme of things, if it's not people that I care about or they care about me or – Anything like that? Maybe it's just time to kind of close close the book on them.
1: You know, you always want to have a heart for people and that sort of sure. thing. but I I, I agree. Uh, you know, just the, the biggest thing is is that if you don't care what people think about you, sure, it's freeing. Yeah, of course, it's very freeing, and that's it. So, okay, you know, I don't. I've got to do this. I've got to focus on this. I've got to. This is what I need to do. I think this is what's right for me and my family. And if people say something or say, well, why are not you doing this I anymore? Mean, hey, man, I'm I'm good and then just walk away. Yeah. As you said, I think that's a, that's a, that's a huge thing for people to be able to do.
0: Right, and if you don't care what people think about you, then start a podcast where people can see you and talk to you about what what you said. So that's definitely something like that. But look, we had a great time in 2020, uh, wrapping up 2020, Derek. We were all ready to kind of turn the page on that. 2021, I feel like, you know, for myself, my goal is for it to be an amazing year. I really want to start to do some things, both, you know, podcast-related, uh, family-related, work-related and stuff, and, and you know, uh, I think, you know you and I talk four or five times a day and 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 I appreciate you for always being an ear to me for uh, an ear for me uh talking about work and different stuff and and I, I'm ready to I think 2021 is going to be great for both of us. Someone who did start 2021, Derek, with a pretty neat situation would be Miss Natalie Lynch. Uh, the, our favorite planning commissioner, Miss Natalie Lynch, had a pretty good 2021 start. Derek, tell us about it.
1: So Natalie uh, filed, I think we talked about it uh, one of our last couple shows of last year, uh, that she filed for the Ward 1 alderman seat. Um, of course, there was a, about a 20-day window there where people could file. She was the only one that filed. So nobody, now this is only to finish out Sonny Bryant's term, the passing of of Alderman Bryant, and that goes through June 30th. So it's just basically for a six-month term. And so somebody had to, you know, they were going to have a special election that was going to be held on January 19th. That election is now no longer going to happen because she was the only one that filed. Uh, She's unopposed. Uh, At the Alderman meeting tonight, they're going to basically waive the special election. Go ahead and swear her in, and so she will be at her first meeting tonight.
0: Natalie shows up there and, and goes through a little bit of the whatever the it looks like uh, for for tonight, and then and then we'll take her seat as the alderman for Ward One. So she was a planning commissioner for war, Ward One. So uh, I know Ward One is very important to her, and and so she's going to serve it very well. Um, like you just mentioned, in, in April she'll have to run for a different ward because um, most of our well podcasts, it's the same ward. Just I'm sorry, a same area. ward, different yep. exactly. yeah, same ward, different parameters, different boundaries and stuff like that. So some new neighborhoods and stuff like that. But regardless, she's going to do a great job and be an asset to the Board of Aldermen. Derek and I had an opportunity yesterday. morning morning to sit down with Mike McClendon. Uh, Mike McClendon, uh, most of the podcast listeners know, is currently an alderman. And he will be wrapping up his eighth year as an alderman, uh, June thirtieth. And so we had a great discussion. Uh, We talked about his time as an alderman. We talked about his time in Hernando. Uh, We talked about his time in business. And and also many people know that Mike McClendon is our state senator for this district uh, down in Jackson. So Mike's going to help us out with a lot of things. Let us know a lot of things that are affecting DeSoto County that we may not know of, affecting Hernando, affecting South Haven, this area uh, that we may not be paying attention to. So we're looking forward to working with him on what's going on down in Jackson so I enjoyed the interview and that interview is going to be a special show this Wednesday so we're going to release that as a special show interview went fairly long so we didn't want to put it to within, with our show today but just a really good opportunity
1: yeah it was a great interview and, and looking forward to what people think when we uh, post it tomorrow so please uh, there will be three shows this week we'll have the one today uh, then the one uh, the special interview with Alderman and Senator McLennan tomorrow uh, and then of course our regular show again on Friday so just gonna be a great week
0: yeah, and we kind of went through the Hernando Board of Aldermen meeting for tonight. Mainly two things were going to be Natalie taking her seat at, at Ward 1, and the other one was the CARES money, Derek. A little bit of federal funds $330,000 worth of federal funds that the city of Hernando re- received back in the fall. Uh, tell us about that.
1: So, last, I think the next to the last show we had uh, back in December, uh, we talked that the CARES money was, I guess, allocated to Hernando, 330000 And a couple of aldermen had found out about it. Uh, that the city had had it for about a month, probably. Some, they received it sometime in November, uh, had just been put basically to the side in the general fund. No money had been spent. Uh, and of course, it had been not been allocated because Auburn didn't even know about it. And so the Auburn wanted to put make sure that it was on the agenda tonight to the first meeting in 2021 to discuss how that money will be allocated. So this is $330,000. Now, uh, it's supposed to be going to basically uh, help with pay. Uh, that for people that may have had overtime, any kind of health uh, issues that the city may have had uh, because of COVID, that's what typically it's being used for or asked to being used for. But, of course, it is the city's money if we didn't have a lot of overtime or people missing work uh, because of COVID, and so they may be able to put it elsewhere. So I think that's of the general discussion about how that money is going to look, where they're going to put it in the budget, any holes that they can shore up. And so, you know, if, if that's something that interests you, uh, please either show up at six o'clock tonight at City Hall, or you can, of course, watch it on the Facebook uh, on online.
0: Yeah, this is money that the federal government gave to the state of Mississippi. City of Hernando applied, uh, went through the application process to receive these funds. So $330,000 came to the city of Hernando. I mean, Derek, kind of makes sense to look at, all right, since the coronavirus, has there been a, did we have to borrow anything or, or, or you know, touch another ledger or whatever? And, and you kind of fill that void in there. Maybe there's some left mm-hmm. to do some different things. So it's not necessarily found money to do something with. It's, you know, kind of.
1: Well, I mean, it, w- it was to help out with, right. you know, any kind of city COVID-related issues, and if if that's a two hundred thousand dollar number, then you may have one hundred thirty left to spend. If it's a three hundred thousand number, it's really not much left to really look at. So it depends on how, kind of how they figure, do their accounting, look at it, and then go from there.
0: Like you said, the aldermen were kind of a little bit surprised. Hey, uh, Mr. Mayor, you could have let us know that this money came in or something like that. Basically, almost like a couple, like a, like a married couple <laughs> situation, right there. Hey, honey, I noticed there was an extra three hundred thirty thousand over here. Or no, no, I would heard that a three hundred thirty thousand check. It was, yeah, exactly. Put I, into our I heard on. the federal government got a check for us. Can you? Well, how come we didn't know about that? But uh, so, anyways, it'll be interesting, and we'll have updates on that. Uh, certainly, maybe even try and get get together with Natalie Lent sometime in the next month to discuss her uh, experience over the last month or so when it comes to being uh, the new, new alderman for Ward 1, uh, and then we'll give you an update on the CARES money.
1: Before you before we leave yeah. that, Matt, I want to also mention that there, today uh, yesterday, excuse me, uh, the 4th, was actually the first filing day for everybody that wanted to run for alderman. Right. Uh, now, this is not just for Hernando. This is for all, so we're getting ready just to quickly preview the uh, South Haven Alderman, but there's already been several people who have put out there that are, that are running uh, for all the wards. I know that there's a couple in Ward 3. There's a couple in Ward 4. There's a couple in Ward 6. So uh, right now, of course, uh, Natalie's the only one in Ward 1. Uh, now I'm not saying she won't have somebody with the, with the April election. So again, start paying attention. Find out what ward you're in. Ask questions. Look online. Find out where you are. Start. You know these people should be coming door to door. They've got. You know the, the uh, election is April 6th. That is the primary. Uh, if they have a um, if they have a runoff, uh, then that will be I think April 27th. And then the general election, so, you know, if you have an independent or a Democrat with a Republican, uh, then that will be January, June 8th, excuse me. So um, April will be the primary. You know, usually most in Hernando and the surrounding areas, a lot of people run either Republican or independent. Uh, if it's just that, um, the Republican primary uh, or the Democratic primaries would be in April and then the general elections being in June. So, uh, again, start paying attention. It's going to be a pretty quick 90 days uh, of campaigning uh, before the election. Educate yourself. Listen to the candidates. They come to your door. Don't, you know, don't hide. Don't you know, tell them you're fixing supper. You'll get back to them later. Listen to their spiel. Understand. Go on Facebook and uh, and get ready because this, this you know, uh, we mentioned last year, elections are local. Politics are local. Make sure that you understand because this is what really drives your day-to-day, you know, Uh, I guess, business.
0: Yeah. And Derek, uh, you and I'll talk here in in just a little while. We're going to discuss kind of a 2021 wish list for things we'd like to see in Hernando and DeSoto County. So what I'm about to say, will kind of come back up in in that wish list. But uh, definitely, you know, these people that are putting themselves out there and running for uh, an alderman seat or running for mayor, you and I would probably agree vast majority of them are just good people. Wanting to serve their community, wanting to serve their neighborhood, or like Mike said in our interview yesterday, uh, you know, we asked him why he started to run. He said, "Well, I learned a little bit about something, and and man, you know, something just pissed me off." That's fine. And and Mike McClendon is a a nice nice man with a good family and so forth, and and all these other people are as well. And so what I'm simply saying is, is it doesn't have to be a, a, a you know an opportunity to trash others or something like that. Uh, you can have a respectful election, and uh, and and have good people can can rise to the top and and win against. the another good person right so i think it's going to be a really neat time this fall uh, this spring for the city of hernando and like we talked about uh gary higdon is not running mike McLennan is not running kathy brooks is not running we will have what'd you say is it four
1: we'll have at least four at new least aldermen.
0: four new aldermen in the city of hernando which is a big deal at least four new well aldermen. I mean, that that's that's the majority goal it's a majority exactly so four new uh and most of the ones that i've seen Derek, the signs different
1: facebook posts and stuff
0: like that fairly
1: young fairly young, um, and, you know, I, I know, well, at least three or four of them that I know are running to have uh, kids. We also – I did fail to mention there's already two mayoral candidates. You know, there could, could be somebody else. And, again, they've got up to the first week of February – to actually uh, sign, get the signatures to run. So, you, there's another 30 days so you may be hearing a lot more names. Uh, but it's great that we have uh, multiple candidates. Uh, we plan on having every one of them on the show uh, at some point between now and April 6th. So, again, please continue to tune in. We'll let you know. We're going to have. We're not going to have them really debate each other. Uh, we're going to give everybody the same set of questions, and so we'll hear more about that as we move forward. Yeah,
0: it's going to be pretty neat how we're going to do that, Derek, just kind of doing a particular show on a particular day for a particular award or something like that. So, it's, it's- Instead of hearing a one candidate and three weeks later you hear another, all that kind of stuff. We're going to try and put them all together, and uh, and that way you can hear that particular. If you if you're in that ward, you're going to listen to that show, and that's going to be the one that you can hear all two or three or even four candidates to to choose from. So we're really looking forward to that. Up north, South Haven Alderman meeting happening tonight as well. Not a whole lot going on. Catch us up on just some basic stuff, Derek, going on in South Haven.
1: South Haven, uh, they have a couple of subdivisions that look like to be approved. Uh, one in Cherry Tree. Uh one and uh the Pinewood subdivision phase one. You've also got they're gonna look like maybe doing a, a lease uh for a radio tower with Flynn Broadcasting. So you've got several things. A lot of the information that comes from the South Haven meetings, they do something that's uh that Hernando does not do that's unique. Um, They uh, actually have a mayor's report where he goes and and typically talks about things that are going on, things that have been discussed, uh, updates on projects and that sort of thing. And so a lot of the information that we report on and that we comment on uh, is usually comes from the mayor's report, and the mayor's report uh, is not bullet point. There's no... I guess preview of what he's going to talk about. You just kind of kind of watch and listen. So we'll have more about the South Haven. What's uh, during that mayor's report, and of course any issues that arise uh, with any of the planning uh, uh, details or, or anything else that's on the agenda on Friday.
0: And I keep reminding you, Derek. You need to mention Darren Musselwhite is a friend of the podcast. <laughs> he's a friend of the podcast. <laughs> If you've ever come on our show, you're a friend of the podcast. So he does a really good job. And what Derek's saying is on Friday we can talk about what the mayor said because we don't know what he's going to say uh, for the meetings. But he does a really good job, talks about things that are important to him and things that he's seeing. So uh, Mayor White does a great job in South Haven right there, especially in the, the Getwell Corridor. Derek, speaking of
1: the Getwell Corridor. North Point Christian School is excited to start school back this week. Today, they welcomed 17 new students. These students in grades PK through 12 decided they just couldn't wait for next fall and are joining the North Point family at the opening of the spring semester in January. Over the last couple of months, NCS has encouraged parents, families, and students interested in North Point to come see us at at their safe and socially distanced monthly preview, The Point Open House events. Many have taken them up on their campus invitations, and have observed directly how North Point upholds the strictest safety and health guidelines while maintaining continuity in learning excellence both online and in person. If you're interested in learning more about North Point and how this amazing school community might serve your student, they have their next Preview the Point open house coming up on Sunday, January 24th at 2 p.m. Reservations are required and can be made by calling Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127.
0: Podcast also brought to you by Magical Destinations of Hernando.
1: Whether it's that trip to Disney World,
0: Universal Studios, or that tropical getaway, Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. You can reach them at 662-469-6304, that's 662-469-6304, or Check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. Podcast also brought to you by Williams Services, located right here in Hernando. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching and more owner richard williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor needs including new fences fence repair leaf removal and so much more please reach out to richard and his team at 662-292-8855 that's 662-292-8855 or find him on facebook at williams lawn services that's williams lawn services
1: on facebook we have another new sponsor for the podcast Lauderdale Insurance Agency. You're a local State Farm provider who is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, longtime Hernando resident and Alderman for the city. is located at 11 West Commerce Street in Hernando. Team Lauderdale has 118 years of experience in insurance. On their team, willing to help you manage the risk of everyday life by providing you with auto, home business, and life insurance. You can compare coverage, the service, and the price with anybody in town or in the county, and you'll find theirs to be the, at the top, if not the top. Please call or email or stop by the agency and see any of the licensed team members. You can find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency, Inc., the website, samlauderdale.net, or call them at 662-429-5213. Again, 662 429 Five two one three, and we also we just want to say again, we really do appreciate Lauderdale Insurance Agency as a new sponsor to the Under the Water Tower podcast. Mr.
0: Sam was a long time. Alderman. Was a long term alderman. alderman as well. Thank you, Mr. Sam, for your service to the city of Hernando and thank you so much for believing in Derek and I to do a good job for you, hopefully with our, our advertising, hopefully at least to something good and we appreciate you investing in us and, and, and with us. I think Mr. Sam really wanted to jump in before the elections because he knows how hopefully the, the, the numbers will be, be pretty darn good. People want to, to pay attention to the elections and stuff like that. Again, we're not a political show, but it's kind of started to go that way where, where people know that uh, people are listening, you know, Derek, and, and, and they know we're gonna be with them,
1: well, we're not, yeah, you know, we're not a political show, we're not going to take sides. Sure, uh, we're going to be have everybody be able to come on here and speak their mind. We're not going to ever give our opinions one way or the other uh, as to a candidate or anything like that. But we are a show that will talk politics, sure, uh, because it is important and it's, it's what shapes the city uh, and the county and the state. And this is a very important year. I mean, this every four years is election year, this is our election year for all of the municipalities in DeSoto County. And so, yeah, I mean, we will have politics as a topic on our show quite often especially this spring, uh, but we're never going to get political with the podcast. Well,
0: I will say one thing that we're probably going to share our opinion on or not uh, be concerned about anyone else's opinion about is the Soto County Museum. Our provider of the Fact of the Week will be our first 2021 Fact of the Week, Derek. I've had a lot of people tell me at church, and somebody told me at church on Sunday, they mentioned something about the, uh, you know, what's that thing y'all do with the DeSoto County Museum, and I had to tell them Fact of the Week. So, uh, you know, a lot of people like it, enjoy it, learn a little bit more about DeSoto County each and every Tuesday when we do our Fact of the Week, again, Thank you so much to Rob Long uh, for his his hard work at the DeSoto County Museum, Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 5, and see what Rob and the team have put together at DeSoto County Museum. Just a great asset to the city of Fernando and
1: DeSoto County.
0: Derek, tell us about our 2021 first Fact of the Week.
1: Well, just like in 2021, in 1948, there was a new board uh, in place. Uh, the mayor was J.B. Bill. Uh, they had aldermen. So a couple of the aldermen were W. G. Gaines, T. F. Lamar. The mayor. You know, I don't know what the mayor. You know, we got a, as I said a couple of people running. I don't know what their salary is going to be. I think it's uh, around the eighty thousand dollar range now. The salary in nineteen forty eight twenty dollars a month. Yeah. Okay. Twenty dollars a month. The clerk received. Wait, wait. It's roughly the same.
0: The, roughly the same uh, as as running a podcast. That's right. About twenty dollars <laughs> a
1: month. That's, that's that's about fair. Twenty dollars a month. The clerk received fifty dollars. The Marshall, one hundred and fifty-five dollars, and the night marshal. We, we had a day marshal and night marshal, one hundred and eleven dollars. But man, I think that the most important thing that happened in nineteen forty-eight at this time uh, for the uh, the fact of the week is this: during this term, the town purchased a new nineteen forty-eight Chevrolet one and a half ton truck and began systematic garbage pickup for the first time in one hundred and twelve years. Ladies and gentlemen, nineteen forty-eight was the first time that Hernando started garbage pickup. So you can now take your stuff to the curb, have it picked up by the garbage truck, which is a 1940 brand new 1948 Chevrolet one and a half ton truck. Uh, also, the fire department was organized uh, that year and held private sessions on old dilapidated buildings. They would set fire to buildings in town, around town, and just and put them out. After this practice, they would have fish fries where an opportunity to develop camaraderie among the firemen took place. Just
0: wouldn't it have been better to start a fire, burn the building? and then, like, barbecue on that building. Wouldn't that have been better? I'm to just
1: t- s'mores? <laughs> I have it. I'm just saying that would have been pretty
0: good, you know, a good family thing right there. You're going to burn a building down. We know we can put it out, but we're going to let it burn so we can do some s'mores and roast some hot dogs, that type of stuff.
1: So, you know, I, my, my, the trash pickup on my day is, is uh, Wednesdays? It's right. on our day, you and I. And, that's right. So, yeah, Wednesdays. I so think our guy comes at 430 in the morning. He <laughs> either comes at 430 in the morning or just is- Last week he was like, you know what, I'm just gonna come on Thursday. Right. You know, I will put it out. Everybody has all their Christmas stuff out New there. Year's, Wednesday, yeah. New Year's coming. You know what, I'm just gonna come on Thursday.
0: Easy. It's either that, or our garbage man may be a little bit like the guy on Funny Farm, the, the Chevy Chase movie, where he drives by in the truck and throws the mail just out. That. Just you don't know when he's gonna come by, but we we do appreciate our garbage man. We, we we definitely do, especially after Christmas time. My gosh, people just I mean, it's, it's amazing. Stacked. It is absolutely um, amazing. But again,
1: that that did not. So we did not have that until it 100, took 112 years for the city to get it. Finally got it in 1948. So, again, thank you to Rob for the fact of the week. Uh, you know, he sent me actually a, a several facts of the week to hopefully last me through the month of January at least. And so we just really appreciate him. Please, if you've never been, we cannot push it more. Go to the museum. It is free. It costs you nothing to walk in there. He would love to take you around, love to show you, love his wealth of knowledge that he has, the new exhibits that he has, just right there on Commerce Street, right across from Court South. Uh, you know, go in there, tell him that we sent you. He loves hearing uh, the, the fact that, you know, getting the word out there, and he loves hearing that this fact of the week is drawing people.
0: A lot of us have moved here. Uh, Derek, now we've lived here for about 20 years. I've been to the museum a couple of times, learned something new every time I go. It's a, a very uh, neat experience. So try and get over there as best you can. Uh, we continue to tease it. We're, we're still working towards some opportunities, some fundraising opportunities between the UTW podcast and the uh, DeSoto County Museum. So we're going to start to hopefully uh, put that together in the next coming month or so that I think is going to be pretty neat that people will really enjoy and be a good part of it. So something I teased earlier, uh, Derek, we're going to turn the page. So from a sports standpoint, there were a lot of tournaments over the uh, holidays, a lot of people, a lot of basketball. But at the same time, those stats, those updates are, you know, maybe seven to ten days old now. So we're not necessarily going to give a lot of updates when it comes to basketball on this particular show. What we are going to do is try and catch up on Friday and go ahead and give some exact definite records for each each of the boys and girls teams in DeSoto County. So we can start off district play with, uh, you know, our best information for you to, uh, pay attention to and, and and be concerned about but we're looking forward to that but something we're going to do to kind of wrap up today's show Derek we've talked about the 2020 wrap-up and, and, and a lot of people are glad to turn the page to 2021 mm-hmm. something from a, a wish list standpoint you know maybe like not necessarily resolutions but goals something we'd like to see come out of Hernando and also DeSoto County so we kind of put together a list and and I, I, I you know Gave you my two cents and put together a list. So start us off with with uh, wish number one.
1: All right, I think wish number one, and this, again, this is going to – some one or two of these are mainly Hernando-focused because, again, we are Under the Water Tower. Maybe the other two or three are definitely kind of a countywide uh, wish list. Uh, the first, though, we're going we're to start local. The Under the Water Tower uh, podcast first wish – would be for Hernando to look at a penny for the parks option. Now this, you know, had riled some people up uh, about probably about four or five years ago. Really got some you know, people were upset about this. Uh, I think that you know the way it was handled was probably not the best route. Uh, there was a lot of uh, misinformation, a lot of confusion. Uh, but I do believe that this is something that the city of Hernando can look. Just all you got to do is is look to our, our neighbors to the north. Uh, South Haven has a very successful for the parks uh they call it a, a tourism tax you can call it what you want it, it's it's basically the same thing um, and then they're able to you know fund wonderful wonderful facilities now we're not going to have the same tax base no matter how many people come in hernando to, to match south haven but it can help with the, the parks option uh, now some caveats to go along with this when we talked about this first of all we don't think this should be discussed or brought up until the new board is in place um, you know with the this this current board uh, only has six months left. Uh, there's some retiring people, people that are, are either retiring or leaving the board. And so this is you know kind of a lot to take on a six-month project. Uh, you'll have a new mayor coming in or a uh, either a new mayor term for uh, Mayor Ferguson or another new mayor coming in. And so, you know, you're, you're looking at that. I think that everybody should start with a clean slate, but this should be definitely something taken up in the first month or two of the new board.
0: Sure. Right. So, pennies apart, Derek, sum, sum it up for that. It's a little bit of an inter- entertainment tax, per it's, se. Yeah. If you stay in a hotel, if you eat dinner. That's right. If you eat dinner, stay in a hotel, do something like that in the city of Fernando, there would be a small – percentage uh, on your bill so let's say it's let's say your bill's 20 bucks well now your your bill with sales tax and stuff and a little bit maybe is Twenty twenty one. I don't know. what well, I mean,
1: I think last time it was looked a two percent. Okay, so two percent.
0: So, but what that all goes to is towards um, opportunities like soccer field improvements, tennis complex impr- complex improvements, Do, uh, dog park,
1: the dog park, dog pound, dog uh, yeah, dog
0: animal shelter, whatever. I mean, a number of different things to help with those type things, those type deals.
1: I mean, everything, anything that would fall under the parks and recreation department. Um, I think that this is something that you know, I think that we agree that probably should be looked at, should be taken up. Had the conversations, we you know we had the consultants come in. We paid them several thousands of dollars sure. to provide what you know one of the best ways or how can Hernando you know move forward with the park situation. Wonderful ideas. We we broke every one of those down on this podcast. Talked about how some of them were eye opening. Focusing on different things that we never would have thought of to focus on. You know pushing baseball down to like four or five, moving tennis up to one. You know those are just all great ideas. So you have a you have a general plan. Uh, you would have a you know, new board of some sort to look at it, to take it up. The next thing would be is, you know, you have to have, you have to trust the leadership. And so I think that the the citizens would have to be able to understand the plan, uh, have a plan, trust that the leadership uh, would be able to take that plan and, and put it into effect. So, you know, if this taxes would be passed, that they know, okay. Well, yeah, it may have cost me four more cents or forty more cents or whatever it is on this meal, but I know that it's going toward a good thing. It's going so you know my son or my friend's son or my grandson, you know, can go ahead and play. Uh, th- there's been always going to be some backlash, you because know, some of the restaurant people and some of the hotel people. You know, and they say, "Well, why don't you tax everybody? Why is it just us? Why we? Why are we being unfairly taxed?" Well, you know, you're not being taxed. I mean, the person is being taxed. Correct. And then you say, "Well, the people will not go here. They won't eat here." That's not true. I mean, have you ever walked out of South Haven? Because you got your bill and you said, oh, wait a minute, I'm sorry, I know the super tax, I'm not going to pay this bill. Or you walk in, you know, and you say, well, do you, are you charged a tax? Oh, this is taxed, I'm out. And you're going to drive to Olive Branch and do it? I mean, you're going to drive you know, to Hernando and eat if you're already in South Haven? It just doesn't happen. And then, you know, well, it may affect the tips. It's just not going to affect the tips, right? I mean, you look at it and you're going to take your total. Now, if you want to subtract out the tax before you tip, that's your own personal business. <laughs> You know, I just look at the bottom line. At sure. 20%, and move on. I, I, you know, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of good that can come of it. Uh, it is a tax, not on everybody. You have to choose to eat, to go out to eat. You have to choose to go stay at a hotel. And so you get a lot of people coming down here that are out of town, that are here for court, uh, lawyers that come out down from even from Memphis, from other places, from Oxford. We have feder- we have some federal courts here. We have other things here that we have outside people helping to pay for our parks. Right. I, I just think with the right leadership, the right plan, and if presented correctly. It's, 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 an, it's a no-brainer.
0: Right. Like you said, if we want to talk about pennies for the park, and that's what we'll call it, if you want to talk about that, look to the north, and they're killing it. South Haven's killing it. If you drive down 55, you see Sanitobia. Sanitobia passed theirs years ago, and they've got a beautiful baseball facility right there. I'm not saying this – you know, Hernando needs to go build a baseball facility – but, like you said, the consultants that came in in October gave a list of six, seven different things uh, that Hernando needs to focus on or potential things that they could focus on and, and have these facilities, uh, the first one being a 12-court tennis complex mm-hmm. right up there by the old track, right there to about next to the Soto County Schools you know, uh, headquarters. So there you go. I mean, how do you pay for that? That's how you do it. Why would somebody that's traveling down to see, you know, Granny in New Orleans from Chicago – Stops here, stays in Hernando, their few bucks goes towards uh, helping our parks. Yeah, it's not going to be
1: bucks, it's going to be cents. Cents, exactly. But, you know, you have multiple cents, multiple, you know, 365 days a year, it adds up. And, and again, we're not talking about taking that money and writing a check. We're talking about then doing a bond issue off of what the projected income would be based on what the, you know, restaurant receipts and the hotel receipts were from the year before. And then you do a bond issue and you go, and that's how you pay a monthly service, uh, debt service of, you know, whatever, for 20 years. And that's how things get funded,
0: right? And I, yeah, I and mean, like I said, look to the north, South Haven, uh, past theirs years ago, and I would say South Haven. As I drove by the s- soccer fields yesterday, that are so beautiful and going to be very nice for the, the entire county to use, uh, I would say that things have worked out for them.
1: 2021 wish list number two, number two, business friendly and leadership for all cities. You know, a lot of times, you know, some people maybe okay, I'm here, I want to lock the door, I don't want to come in. Uh, you know, you'll you'll hear the Alderman. And and Senator McClendon tomorrow talk about this this very similar thing is that once you know, you want to be the last person in the city, right? Well, if that had happened, I'd have locked it up back in 4 You'd have locked it up in '05. Um, you know, Mike McClendon would have locked it up in '89. I mean, he talks about that. So I think that that's you know that's not going to happen. All right. So how do we make it to where okay, we don't want to have just you know willy nilly growth. We don't want to have a, a distribution center on every corner. We, yes, nobody does. Zoning is important, but at the same time being able to work to get, um, you know, not only the the, the distribution centers and that sort of thing, but, you know, work with the new businesses and try to find a way to say yes, not automatically say, and that's, that's the main thing is that, okay, let's, let's really have a heart for we want smart growth. Everybody does, but it's going to be growth. We do not want a stagnant county. The county that I come from is dying. It is, I mean, we went back on on the 26th. It is sad to go home to see what a dying county looks like. You see it, you know, we're talking about we're going to gain, you know, maybe 30, 40,000 people, you know, maybe we go from 160 to 200,000 on the census, right? You know, go to a town that went from 25,000 to 14. Sure. It is, it's sad. So let's, let's be thankful for the growth that we have. And, let's, but, and so let's don't try to turn it away. Let's lock the doors. Let's keep it out. We're happy you know, with our, our town the way it is. We don't ever want change. Let's work with it. Let's, let's be smart. And, and we can control it, but let's find ways to say yes amicably not just automatically said no.
0: No, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Derek, you and I talk a lot off of air. Uh, we discuss, I, I know a number of different people trying to do business uh, with the city, You know, whether it be new businesses or buildings and stuff like that, and it's been tough. It's been hurdles that are... You know they find very odd that they have to jump through. So I couldn't agree with you more. That may be my top list for 2021 is to begin to to be a a business friendly city, a business targeted city. If that makes any sense, uh, you know some like you said, don't automatically say no. Say so, hey, let's work together on this and 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 so forth. I'll give you a quick thing. Uh, I called you uh, yesterday, Derek. The same gentleman or the same company that you know went in front of the board of aldermen uh, two months ago. Uh, discussing the, behind the the Wendy's restaurant here in town, the nine acres trying to develop that, or hey, can we look into possibly developing that? What can we do? Those type of things. It's the same guy that, that just spent you know ten million dollars to buy the uh, the former Racket Club of Memphis yesterday. Uh, it was all over the Memphis Business Journal uh, yesterday in their in their stuff. That's a big deal. That's the same guy the same company wanting to invest in hernando mississippi um and i think we kind of shelved it because we wanted to talk about a street
1: (laughs) well we didn't shelve it uh the you know we he was asking for the street to be made correct yes yes and we said no you can do it It just has to be private
0: right and i guess i guess what i'm saying is the same guy that's spending millions and millions of dollars in memphis trying to invest different stuff when that person shows up to your town to say hey i want to invest in your town let's figure out a way for uh, for it to be a win-win for everybody and that's I agree with you. That's a, a big one for 2021 is a more business-friendly uh, city of Hernando.
1: Yeah, I mean, and yeah, the city of Hernando, and, and all, I mean, you know, South Haven does a pretty good job working on business, but there's probably, you know, there's probably some developers that are still, you know, and, and again, I'm not saying approve everything. Sure. Nobody wants to approve everything. Zoning is important. And so the, the planning department is extremely important for every city, but let's make sure that the plan makes sense. And then if it doesn't, then let's find a way to work, you know, with or maybe if, if they're asking for one thing to be changed, you know let's now if they're asking to try to skirt something because and and we know it's not gonna end there's some no-brainers no you can't do that man yeah, sure. but you know that's it's, it's just that i mean i know that you know specifically for hernando you've got madison lakes on the horizon you've right. got hernando west trying to trying to really get going and, and build out and you've got the field house that we talked about you know uh, back in december sure. so a lot of things are, are, are a lot of positive growth that will happen you know, let's, but let's, let's work to want, find ways to get it started, not just keep pushing it off because everything has to fit perfectly before anything can happen. Right.
0: And I would also challenge just because it's not maybe a, like if somebody's going to build a convenience store right there, you know, what's going to happen there. Somebody's going to be a hotel. You know, what's going to be there just because it's out of your normal thing or out of your thinking, uh, maybe it's not something you're involved in per se, or, you know, your kids are grown up or something like that. I don't know, but I'm simply saying, you know, let's not just kind of say no. Let's figure out how it can be a win-win for everybody and be a, an asset to Hernando. Yeah, I agree with that. 2021 wish list number two. All right, give us number three.
1: Number three, uh, and this is something that you know dealt with Hernando, but you know, state, municipalities, everybody needs to be doing this this year. The new census is going to come out. We're going to have new numbers for all the districts, how many people are in every city, in what wards, get it changed. Yes. Get it redistricted this year, within the first six months. They'll all require six months, It has to be done in six months. Let's get it done in six months. It's not hard to do. It's not hard to do. Now, some people will argue. There was an argument back in December, especially in the city of Fernando. Well, we spent all this money. Why don't we just wait? The money was spent. So (laughs) us going ahead and going forward with it, yes, it's already been us saying yes or no to changing the districts. Yes, you're right. The money was spent. If we did not change them back in December, it then would have been a waste of money. Well, it's now going to last a year. Okay, well that's better than lasting zero years. That's fine. Uh, but again, when these numbers, whether it's June, whether it's September, whenever we get the census numbers, you got you're on the clock six months. Let's get it done. Let's not be talking about it in 2025. Well, then the you know, next election's a couple years away. No, done. Let's go. We we have another election in 2024. We should already easily be three years into knowing what that's going to look like. Right.
0: So, and that's definitely something the new board can pick up and demand. And let's get this done.
1: Uh, Alderman Clement right. again talks about this tomorrow. Right. Uh, the state is going to do the same thing. Uh, DeSoto County is probably going to pick up uh, a senator. Uh, a couple, of, maybe a couple of representatives. I mean, please tune in to listen to and see, see why he says that. Um, but that's gonna. The state's already thinking about it. Sure. Senators are already thinking about it. All aldermen and all municipalities should be thinking the same thing.
0: Yeah, and the law says it, Derek. It's supposed to be done within six months after your census. Make the and again, it's one person, one vote. Make sure your alderman. Make sure your different wards are being represented correctly. You don't have somebody doing four thousand and somebody has one thousand constituents. So uh, yeah, that's a good wish list for two thousand twenty-one. Uh, maybe something for the new board to definitely jump on as soon as they get started to to get this done so they don't have to deal with it for another 10 years. So uh,
1: 2021 wish list number four. This is definitely a county-wide wish list. Work as a team. To focus on getting headquarters, you know, we, everybody's complaining about the wholesale grocery. You know, well, I don't say everybody because uh, I I think it's a great thing, but, um, you know, people are complaining because it took a a, a beautiful farmland and they put a warehouse there or a a wholesale center there. You know, you've got uh, you know, obviously IDI has a bunch of properties in in Olive Branch, and you know. We are a distribution hub because of where we are located to the Memphis airport and to just the, the Memphis intermodal uh, uh, the intermodal city that it is in general. But we also can be attractive for the headquarters, for the CEOs, for um, the, the, the executives of those companies to move here too. I mean, we've got great schools. We've got pretty decent roads. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, we can get anywhere pretty quickly, whether it be Memphis, back up to Memphis, back down. But one of the biggest hurdles, of course, people moving here, state income tax. We talk about this with Mr. Mc, uh, with, with Mike McClendon too. That needs to be a focus as a county, whether it be through the state senators, through the legislatures, uh, as a county in general lobbying, the biggest hurdle is the income tax. And so uh, I know that the governor has mentioned repealing that over the next 10 years. Uh, I think that is a huge step, and I'm not just saying that because, you know, oh, I want my you know 3 or 4% back in my pocket. Well, I mean, I think everybody does, but that money is going to have to come from somewhere. Well, if people are living here, if they're investing here, if they're building their headquarters here, that's where the tax is going to come. I, I really think that, you know, if, if you want to see less warehouses and less distribution centers and more office complexes, we've got to work together. Sure. We can't be fighting each other. Who's going to get this? Now, I mean, Jim Flanagan does a wonderful job at the Soto Economic Council. That's his job. Literally his job, he gets paid uh, to do that, to find those companies, to bring them in here. But, you know, let's not fight over who gets what, whether it's located in South of Hernando. Yeah, we want that tax base, but we want it as a county because then those people move here, their kids move here. They're investing here. And so, you know, our children can want to move back. They may be working here because now they have an office job. And so, again, I think that's a, a huge key is to focus on the, the distribution, the commercial, the industrial taxes are wonderful. But let's, let's get the people. Let's get the individuals. You know, people are moving from California to Texas in waves. Sure. Why? Income you know, tax. Income tax and, and just a, a better quality of life. We, we have a great quality of life in Minnesota County. We've got to be able to market that and, and bring them here. No,
0: I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's – and, again, that's more county-wide than it is just Hernando. That's going to be Olive Branch, South Haven, Hernando, uh, Horn Lake working together to, uh, you know, why can't some of those, you know, gigantic companies that build uh, distribution centers in uh, Isle of Branch, why can they not set up a place in DeSoto County with with office staff or CEOs making a million dollars a year, that type stuff? Why can't we, you know, be of service to them and, and have an opportunity to build in our, our neighborhoods or, I'm sorry, in our communities or something like that? So that's really cool. So uh, let's hope that, that um, something like that can come out of that. We need to get Jim Flanagan on sometime pretty soon.
1: Not quite yet, a friend of the show. Uh, did yeah. not know about the podcast. But we're, but, but, but we're working on it. We're working on getting him there. Uh, but, no, I told him I'd love for him to come on and talk. He said, absolutely. I mean, he stays pretty busy, but, I mean, I'm I'm 100% sure he'll come on here and talk about
0: it. Yeah, and he's a gentleman that runs the DeSoto Economic Council. His job is to try and lure businesses, bring businesses to DeSoto County and help in any way. 2021
1: wish list number five. This one, that's not quite as as easy. May not There may be some people that, that disagree with this, but I really think the continued push toward greenways – Uh, to green parks and to alternative travel is going to be important for our county. Not necessarily, this is not necessarily a 2021. I think the the real big discussion as a countywide group, as municipalities together, as a county together, for this to to work to somehow providing you know safe transportation but alternative transportations on the main thoroughfares goodman road church road uh get being able to have whether the bike lanes or, or or you know other uh, alternate lanes uh being able to do this because there is a new administration coming in the white house uh there will be a, a big huge push toward fighting global warming uh that that you'll see i mean that They've had a huge council that Biden has already you know, pushed forward. You know, they they naming it for this global warming and trying to attack it. So there's going to be grants. There are going to be different fundings available to alternative fuels, uh, alternative travel, to green spaces, to greenways. That money is going to be out there. Somebody's going to get that money. Why can't it be DeSoto County? You know, why can't we make, you know, larger parks? Why can't we make being able to get from one city to another, you know, in a different way safely, whether it be by bikes or another mode of transportation? You know, I think that, that there really needs to be a push to look at that and, to, you know, to affect the quality of life, people move here for that. CEOs will move here for that. You know, what, what can you offer me? What are we trying to do? You know, I, you know, there's all kind of, you know, obviously Tesla's doing great with their cars. They're becoming more and more popular, uh, more and more being sold. Uh, but I, I think that really looking at, you know, what our federal government is going to look like for the next four years, you may not agree with it. You may not be happy with the way the money's be spent, but it's going to be spent. It's going to be allocated. So I really think that the county itself needs to, okay, if that's going to be the way if that's going to be the 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 push that the national government wants us to go let's see what we can do for our little niche of the country
0: basically you're saying don't hate the player hate the game right okay if if the direction for the next 4 to 8 years or whatever is going to be you know why not DeSoto county pursue those grants just like austin texas you know is going to pursue austin california. texas california uh, the 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 mess they have over there uh, if they're going to go after those grants why can't we so that's well, a very I mean, good and point. Again, yeah. and,
1: and at some point when everybody's traveling again, I mean, at, at, you know, there was one point, I don't know if y'all remember this, it was probably eight years ago. You know, we fall under the, the Memphis MSA and the statistical area for Memphis that at one point, you know, they were trying to tell us that our, we were code orange basically. Like we, our health quality was bad because of we were next to Memphis. And so it was affecting our uh, some insurance rates and stuff like that, health insurance. And, you know, and so, Jim Flanagan really fought against that, and, and DeSoto Economic Council and a lot of the, the big business players said, hey, look, no, 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 we're DeSoto County. Yes, we are next to it, but, you know, come here on a sunny day and drive around and then go to, to, to you know downtown Memphis, you can see – you know, on the same day in our, in our county and maybe you can't see in Shelby County. However, you know, as more, you know, industry comes here, as, you know, when the travel starts again, when, no, you know, we're not all locked up in the houses or everything's full, you know, going full, but there's no mask anymore. When that's here, that may come back up. And so instead of trying to lump us in with the Memphis thing, if we can find ways to get these grants to this alternative travel, maybe more people are biking, maybe there's some type of efficient fuel buses, whatever it happens to be, some countywide busing. I mean, I, I don't know what it looks like. Uh, there are people that are smarter than me that can sit down, but there will be grants for these things. You know, uh, you know, adding greenways, adding you know ways to connect not only on roads but through trails and stuff like that. That's going to be out there. I mean, they, they you can see it already. As you said, would you rather it be in DeSoto County, put some kind of use, bettering our county, making our county more attractive? Or see California, you know, still trying to do their their clean subway or whatever. Yeah. I'd rather be here.
0: Yeah, I mean, why should I mean? I'm just throwing easy stuff. You know, why why should Shelby Farms get you know go after and get more stuff versus stuff we can do here in DeSoto right. County? Yeah, exactly. I understand uh, definitely. So that's a good list, Derek. Five things, uh, Derek. The, kind of the last thing that I was talking about, as I was mentioning earlier, uh, when it comes to the Alderman uh, races, the Mayor races, all that uh, uh, mayorial races and all that kind of stuff. You know, so my wish for 2021 is just to have the spring full of. Of good ideas, uh, people debating one another, honestly debating each other uh, with respect, especially on Facebook and those type things. You know, this is going to be an opportunity if, if, you know, maybe don't get all your information on Facebook or social media. Hopefully we're going to have opportunities here for people to come in and, and spread their message and you can listen to our show and, and, and get to know uh, the candidates more. But look, every one of them going to have a Facebook page, something with social media. Learn who these candidates are. Learn who your uh, alderman. is candidates are, get to know who they are and what they believe in and, and, you know, and vote that way versus just hearing, well, I heard she did this or, well, I heard he doesn't believe in that. And, uh, you know, educate yourself, you know, Derek and I will continue to preach and preach and preach that, uh, all through the spring, educate yourself. Look, every one of these candidates would probably talk to you. You can walk right up to them, shake their hand, introduce yourself. And Hey, what do you think about this? And they'll talk to you. Uh, you and I know several people that are already running, and you know they're good people. I mean, they want to they, they want to know what their constituents are concerned about. They want to know uh, what they want improved in the city of Hernando. So that's my wish list, or my, not my list, but my wish for uh, the next six months is to have just a good experience when it comes to candidacy and a good experience when it comes to um, the elections in Hernando.
1: I couldn't agree more. And, and candidates, be nice to each other. You know, we don't have to bring that patrol, you know to a local election. I mean, there was so much. There's been so much hate. In general, over the last four years, and probably longer than that, but uh, I, you know, just more recently, this past election in November, let's just leave that nationally. We are all neighbors, residents. Yeah, we're all residents. We're all neighbors. You know, whether you're voting in Olive Branch, Horn Lake, South Haven, Hernando, we're all neighbors. This person thinks that they have the ideas. They think that they would like to try to enter public service because they think they can make a difference. You should not hate a person because they think that. Right. You know, if they think they can do a good job. And, you know, and you know, so let's, let's keep the, the negative, please, 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 as we start this political season, let's keep the, just the, ne- the negative ways, whether it be posting it publicly, saying it privately, talking behind somebody's back. Let's keep it, we can debate facts, we can, you know, you can have good arguments back and forth, but all the he said, she said stuff that does not come from Canada's mouth, all the personal attacks, let's just don't have it in Soto County. I mean, we're, we're better than that, uh, and I, I really look forward to a good, and you're not going to hear it here. Uh, We're not going to allow it here. We're not going to have one candidate speak ill of another candidate on here. We're going to let them put their points out there and go from there. And I hope that all the candidates that are listening and everybody that's listening will actually urge people to do that. And if you hear a candidate doing that, Maybe you sh- that should kind of make you feel maybe I shouldn't be voting for that person if that's how they're going to act. Yeah, I, w-
0: I would I would eventually say a lot of people lose more votes than they gain when they start going from a, a negative, well, I heard she did this and so forth. Well, just so, a
1: negative attack. And just get, I mean, yeah, it just gets real. It, it turns you off pretty quick.
0: Well, like you said, uh, when it's all said and done, uh, April 6th will come and, and it'll go. Uh, and, and we got to go back to going to church together and going to the grocery store together right. and kids playing on the ball teams together and stuff like that. So, you know, it's really easy to, uh, you know, uh, sit behind a keyboard and, and kind of um, voice your opinion uh, versus actually getting to know the candidate or just, or just investigating, doing some different stuff, going to the meetings. We continue to urge people to go to the meetings. If you can't go to the Alderman meetings, By God, watch it on YouTube. Uh, Derek, that's something you and I are working towards in the next month, six weeks. Hopefully, we'll have an opportunity to announce something there to where we can improve that. And you can watch it on YouTube Live. I mean, you can't get more easier than that. You can sit there and watch the auditor meeting in your PJs. I mean, it's really good. So, we're looking forward to 2021. That's a good wish list of things that we have. Uh, If you enjoy what you're hearing each and every Tuesday and Friday on the UTW Podcast, Find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. So Twitter, UTW Pod, Instagram, UTW Podcast, and Facebook, UTW Podcast. Most importantly, if you enjoy what you hear, share it on Facebook, share it on your Instagram, share it with your friends and family. Let them know what we're talking about each and every week here uh, on the podcast I've had several people for, at church and in the grocery store, and people I've gotten to, to know that have just been like, "Man, what you guys are doing is really good." I didn't know about X or I didn't know about Y. So, really appreciate those people sharing with 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 others. And certainly, don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Hit subscribe so that can continue to grow our numbers. And you'll know each and every Tuesday and Friday when we release a show. Again, we're going to release a show tomorrow, uh, just a full show with Mike McLennan's interview. So that'll be a three shows for uh, for this for this week. So uh, we appreciate Mike coming in and sitting down with us and, and giving his heart. I mean, Derek, I don't know if you noticed a couple of times getting emotional about Hernando and serving others and stuff. So just a really good interview uh, with him. So UTW podcast listeners, we want to wish you and your family, uh, all your, all all the health of 2021. Uh, We want to thank all of our um, healthcare workers and first responders that are out there doing the The tough work, the tough jobs uh, that are happening. Uh, You know, Derek, during the Christmas time, was able to go down and visit with my family like we talked about earlier. And my brother is in the funeral business and I think my brother's had, uh, you know, anywhere from 30 to 40 people uh, that have been COVID positive that, that maybe they didn't die because of the coronavirus, but they died uh, with the coronavirus, and so it's it's such a, a major part of our world right now and a major part of our local Hernando and DeSoto County and so forth, so we definitely want to thank all those people that are going out there and doing something every day uh, to battle that.
1: Happy New Year, everyone, and we do thank all those people, and you know, the vaccines here, uh, the state of Mississippi has issued kind of the way it's going to be rolled out. So please go to the state website and, and find it. You can kind of find out in general when you would be uh, available to have the vaccine. Uh, and so uh, again, we just we're, we're thankful for that. Uh, we hope that everybody starts off to a great year. Let's put 2020 behind us and uh, move forward. I'm Matt. I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water towel.